0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Science of Pokémon. I am your host, Veteran Lucas, and with me, as always, is my man, Professor Collins. How you doing, Professor? I'm good. How are you? I'm, um, you know, New Year started off right. Getting on. Didn't start a resolution, so I'm watching all my other friends fail theirs, should, which is its own. And mm-hmm. we should and. be really excited because we picked our team. We did. We, our 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 league is starting up, guys. So we're going to be putting info on that on our social media and whatnot. So come you guys want to watch? Yeah, come watch us stomp. I mean, um, peacefully compete with all of our local
1: podcasters. Watch the two battles where Professor Collins fights and we lose terribly. <laughs>
0: Whoa 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 there is there is valor and defeat. Single uh, but, but singles is not my thing.
1: <laughs>
0: oh you'll be fine, you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> but uh today if you, if you didn't read the post yet though, we got uh for our draft league we pulled Garchomp Breloom Tornadus, Lucario Venusaur Guzzlord uh, Mega Charizard, heck yeah, first pick. Kiram, <laughs> Gigalith, Swampert, Ribombee, and we pulled the Grassium Z because why not? <laughs> I mean
0: we got we got some good stuff in it, but this is not a battle episode this episode we're going back to something i love and introducing a very special guest so we are going to be going on to fish back again sushi it's not not everything in the ocean is edible eat sustainably please but oh, man. no okay we're gonna talk we're gonna bring in our special guest um we're gonna talk about some more fish we're gonna have fun and we're not going to eat them
1: okay cue the music
0: all right, guys, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the news. Now, this time it is your round for science stuff. What do you got?
1: Okay, So if you haven't heard yet, China landed a lunar lander rover thing on the moon. Uh, it's a probe. It's called uh, uh, Chang'e 4. Uh, it's named after one of the moon goddesses from China, uh, from mythology, uh, one of the Chinese cultures. Uh, yeah, it landed on. Um, I think it's Von Karman. Yeah, Von Karman, Karman. I, I used to know a lot of those. Uh, the-, the names of a lot of the big craters because uh, of Gundam. Gundam would be like, we are all living in Von Braun. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, craziness. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be taking uh, samples here and doing a bunch of experiments, including to see if it can germate seeds. Well, that's all that's uh, I'm pretty like excited. The, yeah.
0: That's the first step, man. that's that's awesome. All right. It's so pretty cool. Yeah, so my news is decidedly less cool, but still interesting to bring up. So they launched a 44-second trailer into the Mewtwo Strikes Back movie. Now, we joked about this a little bit on our last episode that they kept running out of ideas. But um, we, we might not have actually been joking because they posted like we're going to do a retelling of Pokemon, the first movie. And the trailer is a CGI Mewtwo that doesn't look... A hundred percent great. Just, I,
1: I. I mean, like they're, literally, they're they could to... have taken the Super Smash Brothers. Uh, uh, what's that called? The uh, the frame and stuff. And it would have been better. They could have taken
0: the Mewtwo from Poke and Tournament, the one with the dark crystal on its back, and it would have looked better. It's, it is not. Like, look, I love a good nostalgia trip as much as the next guy. I'm a millennial; it's what we live for. But come on, please, please, just you're just trying to stall for Gen Eight. I get it. Stop it. Just give me Gen Eight.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Now. You know, I, I, you know what? I would really like to see. Um, and and I will say, uh, because I've had to watch it because of our kid, that Sun and Moon anime, while it's drawn very weird, uh, and it has a totally different feel. This is the first time that they've actually touched upon like the games like consistently but still it'd be nice to see a sun and moon movie it'd be good to see a uh, a sun and moon movie though you know with kiawe Ki- kiawe is that his name i think so yeah it'd be good to see you, you know, know we- i'd like to see that kind of stuff but you know whatever i i you know they know people will go see it regardless it's kind of like disney where at a certain point Gosh. you can just be so lazy because you've created a large franchise where people will go see it regardless. I mean, the way Disney treats Star Wars right now.
0: <laughs> oh, no, we're not, we're not even getting on that discussion. I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. No, 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 no. We are a peaceful podcast. In any case, we're going to go ahead and queue uh, it up. So this interview that we're having is with our friend Don. Don is our friend and coach for our Pokemon League. And when we first talked to him about helping us out, he told us he's actually from our neck of the woods he's from my neck of the woods and he we're going to talk a little bit about fish because much like how deep the ocean is as deep as it is there's always life down there there's something crazy to be found down there and i'm not the end all be all expert on it not by a long shot so we're gonna go ahead what
1: you don't know every
0: fish in the ocean i'm trying (laughs) i i know i know the pork fish the doctor fish the surgeon fish all the fish based on foods and medical jobs i know all those fish leave me alone Alright everyone, so without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to the man who's been helping to coach us to victory in the Pokemon League we are playing. Everybody, give a round of applause for Don. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Doing well. It's nice down here in Florida. Dude, I'm outnumbered. Yes. Oh, he is outnumbered, which is so, so lovely because people from Ohio usually outnumber us, and now
1: the tables have been turned. Ugh, this podcast is going to get less intelligent now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, that, that's- your state is the one in the news for like crazy crap constantly. Not mine.
2: Do you know why Ohio has the most astronauts? They, they just want to get that far away.
1: Oh, we are in the news right now because our governor elect is going to dismiss our gerrymandering lawsuit, gerrymandering lawsuit. You know, we do other things here.
0: <laughs> Boring. Have you ever thrown an alligator through a Wendy's drive through? Not Florida. That was some good times. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Don, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what exactly your background is and what you study?
2: Um, yeah. I, um, I went to college in uh, South Florida. Uh, g- graduated in 2016. I, when I was there, I studied environmental science and marine biology, uh, but right now I'm actually working for a private company doing um, invasive species control for aquatics. But uh, in the future, I'm hoping to uh, get a job in fishery management. Right. So, um, we've talked about fish before, and um, we broke
0: down the um the basics of what it is to be a fish. But um, we both we both study animal biology, so we realize there's more to fish than just the silvery ones on the dinner plate. And we know the Pokemon world has tons more fish Nick. Can you talk
2: a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with one of my favorite fish. It's a uh, uh, love disc what? which is not one of my favorite fish to be honest <laughs> but it's based so which what's not your favorite the, the pokemon or the animal the pokemon
1: because oh, okay. fish pokemon are terrible
0: hey
2: mm-hmm. maybe but be nice be nice here let's hear the man out let's hear the man out yeah so love disc while not being my favorite is based on one of my favorite fish which is the the discus fish Um, which are a freshwater fish. They're from the Amazon River. And you've probably seen them in some pet stores. They're very, very thin, what's called laterally compressed. They look like Mr. Game & Watch or a sideways pancake or however you want to describe them.
0: So like a reverse of what a stingray is, which is ventrally flat. Exactly.
1: So it's like, uh, oh, God, what is that? Uh, What's the... You know there is a a Great Lakes Avengers in the comics. Oh God. And there is a, what was his name? Uh, is it it's flat something? Great. He's like no. Uh, flat Stanley. No, that's not that's, that's a children's book. Uh, kind of trying to think about it. There is a yeah, because not Big Bertha. I know that that's part of it. Uh, is it is it is it. Plastic man? Paper man? Flat man? Whatever. Flat man. Flat man. man. We're just... Flat man. We'll flat. So this is like a flat man. Okay, sure. Thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the physical resemblance isn't really where the two, the Pokemon and the fish, end. Uh, it's pretty well known in the games that Love Disk is a symbol of love. In the Pokedex, it talks about how when a couple sees you Love Disk, it's a symbol that their love will be... Long-lasting and good, and discus fish in real life are one of the more romantic fish species. Actually,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa wait, okay, sorry. For, well, no, not just that. It's just that, again, for most people don't realize most animals don't get parents. Like they don't get loving fathers or mothers. It's just well. I'm just gonna lay these eggs here under this here rock, and uh, you know, we'll just let it be. Except for orangutans. I mean, that's true. I mean, mammals make for great parents, fish usually don't. When a shark gives birth to its young and it comes out as live birth, it eats it. I mean, it had no, 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 it gives it a running start because it just did- went through childbirth. Then it eats it. It's 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 pretty cutthroat
2: world down there, so how do they court? So um, Love Disks, they're pretty social, or Love Disks are too, but <laughs> disc is fish, are pretty social fish, so they're normally in small schools, but once uh, the time of the year runs around, they pair off into the pairs, and um, theres they do a nice little courtship dance where they first bow to each other, and then they'll circle each other while shaking their fins to show um, their basically kind of bond with each other. All right. Well, the, so they they and do they mate for life or is it just for the season? So, that's it's sort of a myth actually that discus fish will mate for life. Um, they they can and they have shown in some places to show fidelity to the same partner. But they will also take a new partner
1: if there's a more attractive fish the next year. <laughs> <laughs> I love you forever. Hey, what's her name? I will love you to the double. Oh,
0: hey, girl, what a do! Just like, just fish swimming by.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: So there actually is a reason. So I guess now we can hate Love disc less? Are we allowed to do that? Is that allowed in Pokemon? Maybe.
1: No, because fish Pokemon are still terrible competitively. Oh, oh, come on. Fine. All
0: right. So one thing we did talk about um, in our first live episode, we talked about electric types and where bioelectricity comes from but you know more about bioelectricity than i do so can you explain
2: like electrical fish a little bit better than i could uh yeah i'd love to so electric fish are when you first think of electric fish you uh the mo- fish that most people first think of are electric eels which aren't eels which are not eels they're knife fish and the closest Pokemon we have to the electric eel is the electros which is not an electric eel it's a lamprey which are not electric, and they're also not eels. But electric fish, we'll focus on electric eels, they have some specialized organs in their body that by contracting, they can produce electricity. And they actually have three different special organs. There's the, uh, the socks organ, which puts out just very light, light, low voltage pulses, which they actually use as a sort of echolocation to find their prey and also to talk to each other.
1: So they use they use like electric pulses like echolocation. Yes, how does that work?
2: Um, kind of a similar way to electro well, to um, echolocation. only they'll put out say a, they'll put out basically a circle around them and they can feel where their cone of the charge is around their body. So when something disrupts that area, they can find the obstacle and if it moves, they can find that it's, if it's prey or if it's another eel. So that's similar to how the shark can sense
0: the electrical fields with the ampullae of Lorenzini. Their electrical yeah, sense, yeah, just on a more extreme level.
1: Wow. So it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like putting up your your level one alarm spell.
2: Yeah, I have played D and couple of times,
1: I'm but the, uh,
2: <laughs> but the uh, electric fish, specifically electric eel, actually has two other organs to generate electricity, which are the the hunters and the main organ, which as the first name would suggest they are mainly used for hunting and defense where where the sax organ puts out small pulses which the eel uses to locate prey talk to other eels again not eels and to find its way through its environment because the amazon is a it's a very murky place the Oh no doubt the main organ is what it uses
1: danger hiding in every alley
0: <laughs> Dude like it is like Trust me, the guy whose family comes from Brazil. Like, there's a reason catfish dominate that place.
1: I mean, I've seen an alligator hunt a jaguar once. I, you know, I, I've seen the videos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's there's some monsters in the
0: Amazon. I mean, like you said, they use to, to communicate with others. How do they even process that?
2: Um, so I think it's mostly it's a it's mostly a territorial thing or just kind of be aware of the other's environment. So if an eel feels. That initial kind of navigation pulse come his way. He'll throw one back just to let the other eel know that he's over there. That he's not. He's not a threat, but he's also not food. So,
0: how exactly do they hunt then? Like, I get. I get the idea. is just like the move. Is it like the Pokemon move
2: Discharge? Yes, actually. So the electric eel, it can put out um, a shock up to 860 volts, which is a uh, pretty strong, and about one amp of current, which is a. Uh, it won't. It won't kill an adult human, but it would definitely be very unpleasant and for their prey items, which they, they're they very stealthy fish, they kind of slowly sidle through the water up to them and once they're close enough, which they found them with their electrolocation, then they open up with their two main organs and the jolt of electricity knocks the fish out and the eel just swallows it whole.
1: I just want to know, like, what kind of evolution you have to go through to literally develop dragon-level powers? Yeah,
0: it's a lo- evolution's a long road. You got time for you got time to make some I mean, pit like, stops.
1: I know, I know, we often think like there's no way an animal could ever shoot fire, but we're like, hey, yeah, this guy right here shoots electricity.
2: <laughs> so one other uh, little interesting fact about the electric eel is that it's actually an obligate air breather, which means it has to breathe air at the surface of its pond and if it's denied access to the service it will drown. So it's barely even a fish to begin with. What? what? Yeah, it's um
1: Like when we when we are in school, like that's the one thing we learn, like fish you know have gills.
2: Yeah, I mean they still have gills, but it's a uh, pretty much an adaptation to the extreme to their environment where in the dry season eels can be stranded in very very shallow pools which won't have a lot of oxygen. So to get through it, they'll just go bare. And over time mm. they maybe got a little too good at it and about 80% of their oxygen now has to be inhaled. That's so cool.
1: Adaptations, everyone.
2: (laughs) So we've
0: seen, we have electrical fish in Pokemon. So what can you tell us about those?
2: Yeah, so I'm assuming you're referring to the Lantern Line, which are both absolutely adorable, in my opinion.
1: What about Electros, Uh, or the Electra? You know, they're electrical eels, aren't they?
2: Well, Electros, is sort of an electric eel he's more closely based on the sea lamprey which is also not an eel okay and not electric fun <laughs> fact
0: uh fun fact matt that the lamprey is actually in your neck of the woods not ours
1: yeah i know that they They're are terrifying
0: <laughs> like if anyone wants to just go and have some nightmares after listening to this podcast go ahead and uh google lamprey bite marks and uh enjoy that feast for the eyes <laughs> no thanks so what so we've seen the lantern line like light up like a Christmas tree, but I know that's bio, that's bioluminescence. That's not really electrical power. Right. So like, what? I mean, are there any electrical fish that would actually use theirs for light, or are most, or is just the lantern line? The idea of oh, they're carrying lanterns. Let's just give them electrical
2: power. Um, as far as I know, there are no fish that use electricity to make light. Unfortunately, because it would be pretty cool. Yeah, the lantern line is uh, based off the deep sea anglerfish, which was popularized in Finding Nemo. And it's much less cute than they are. Oh, no, they're so... I mean, have you seen... There's only the female ones
0: that are terrifying. The male anglerfish didn't do anything. He's just tiny and sad. He can't do anything. (laughs) That is true. He's is kind of worthless i mean if you ever again another google image thing look up a male anglerfish. look up a female one very very different story so
1: with the, the female is important because she provides nutrients that make eggs where the man just kind of shows up and goes Bish! I'm done.
2: Oh, it's so much so worse for fish. Tell him, Don. He doesn't know.
1: Oh no, wait. They're the ones that combine, correct?
2: Right? For the longest time, the um, science actually thought there were two separate species. And when they they when they would find males that were attached, they just assumed they were weird tumors that had fused with the female fish.
1: Yeah, when they when they impregnate the women, they essentially uh, they fuse into the female fish. Correct.
2: Yes, she absorbs their bodies for nutrients and keeps their reproductive organs so that she can have her babies when she wants. Very empowered.
1: So, like the yeah, she like steals she steals their manhood and then devours their essence to use that to create her baby. Exactly. Sounds like some women I know. Okay, let- (laughs) Dude, we live in Florida. Those women live right down the road. (laughs) All of the women. (laughs) Oh god. We're just kidding, I'm actually a pretty a pretty staunch feminist and pretty proud of it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's all everyone's allowed one saucy joke. Well I'm giving you a pass, okay. we'll all give you a pass. <laughs> one saucy joke. One saucy joke. <laughs> so with um I mean with the light up fish, they're definitely one of the cool ones with the bioluminescence and I know they use they've used them for everything from getting their prey to come closer to warding away predators to camouflaging but with the electricity, like, are there any other uses for it So besides, like, locating and hunting? Are there any other weird ones we know about?
2: Um, those are really the main two reasons for it, um, it just some fish can utilize it better than others. There's, um, one other electric fish Pokemon that we do have that's also the only non-water type fish is, uh, the Stunfisk, which most people believe is, uh, based off of- It's f- not a flounder? He's not actually. Stunfisk is based he's based off the Stargazer fish, which if you Google them look kind of like an angler fish that someone stomped on. Hopefully it
1: wasn't the same stomping as like American History X. Ooh, oh come on. That was a good movie though, but it no, was come a very on. Good movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean so it's not a flounder. It's what
2: what's what's so amazing about this fish? So, well, first of all, I use that as an example, but you really would not want to stomp on a stargazer um, as they do have uh, some pretty, pretty nasty venomous spines on them, as Mm. well as an electrical organ that's actually developed from muscles around their eyes, which is interesting. eye eye lasers? (laughs) Just about. Eye lasers (laughs) and poison spikes. I like it. (laughs) This thing's terrifying. It really is. It um And it buries itself down in the mud with just its face and very large mouth exposed. And once uh, prey gets close enough to it, it will lunge out of the mud and also deliver a, a little bit of an electric shock to help slow it down.
0: What? Why,
2: nature? Why? I'm the fish guy and I don't even know this thing is this terrifying. And if you really want to be scared, the, uh, the giant stargazer reaches a length of 90 centimeters.
0: What? There's
2: a... There's a bigger one? Oh,
0: Why? Who needs this? Uh, we apparently okay. don't. <laughs> All right, so I think we have time for one more fish Pokemon. What do you got? All right,
2: so this is a Pokemon that many people thought was going to be the evolution of Love Disk. And that is Alomomola. Oh, the sunfish. Exactly.
1: <laughs> the palindrome.
0: So quick sidetrack. Um, a while ago, there was a post that was circulating like wildfire on Facebook. The seal?
1: Yeah. The, the seal eating it? Yeah, but also
0: some lady was saying like how this fish is useless and it sucks and the sunfish has no purpose. And I wanted that woman to go far away and never come back. Like it was, it was really bad. People thought. Does it have a purpose? Everything has, like, there's no such thing as something useless in nature. The sunfish is an amazing animal. Oh, it is.
2: It's actually the largest of all bony fish. Um, and while it looks similar to a discus, uh, a big discus fish is about eight ounces. And, um, the largest, uh, I'll call I'm going to call them mola mola because it sounds, it's more fun to say, to be perfectly honest, which is another name for the ocean sunfish. Fair. Um, the largest mola mola can exceed 5,000 pounds and can be, uh, up to six feet long and 14 feet tall because of their giant fins.
1: It's almost as big as the people in Florida. Hey.
2: You wanna,
0: you wanna pick that fight over at the uh, the Disney World Magic Kingdom parking lot, son? <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat your butt right now at your Space Mountain.
1: <laughs> yeah, go for
0: it. So, um, the sunfish. I, I know one of the things it eats are jellies, and a lot of people, when you mention that something eats jellyfish, people are like, How, what, "What nutrients is there in this
2: thing?" Yeah. So jellyfish. It's definitely more of a, uh, a quantity-has-a-quality-all-its-own type of diet for the mola mola. But it does also eat squid and small fish, and it actually dives very deep to uh, get that food. But when it's not diving down to look for prey, it, um, it can often be seen laying on its side at the surface, uh, catching some sun, and warming up for its next dive. Oh, that's really cool. So it's
0: almost reptilian in that sense. I mean, they're all cold-blooded, but like just warming up and then just going for that dive. I mean, that the, the post that said it was useful, so what, what does
2: Pokemon have that's similar to it? Similar to Mola Mola? Um, or, like what is it, how does it relate oh, to well, it? Well, one thing that they do provide sort of as a as a service, I guess you could say, um, the Pokedex entry for Ala Mola Mola talks about how as it floats around the ocean, smaller animals will use it for shelter and come to it which is a similar thing that the mola mola, or the sunfish does, where, as you can imagine, being a small fish in the open ocean is not a good place to be. If you've seen Blue Planet, you know how bad it can be for you. Oh no, But if you have a a giant floating slab that is the ocean sunfish that's pretty slow and doesn't really look that scary, um, it gives you something nice to stay up against if you're a little fish out there. So it sort of serves as a, a shelter for smaller fish out in the ocean.
0: It's a living oasis for life. Take that random woman who posted
2: about how they hate this fish. Like it is, and it is useful.
0: When it's we proved it.
2: When it's uh, at the surface, actually, um, when it lays on its side, seabirds will come and land on it and eat parasites off of its body.
1: So, it's like it's like it's like the uh, the lion turtle. <laughs> Yeah, from like Avatar, it's just yeah, it's like, it's like a living living continent of of microorganisms and parasitic creatures, and then fish and seagulls. Everyone lives there.
2: It really is its own habitat. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. Okay, that's terrifying. <laughs> All right, wait. Last thing. Uh, okay, wait. So if you could make any fish into a Pokemon,
2: what would it be? That's a, that's a really tough question, just cause they
1: have... No, it's not. Dolphin.
2: I'm not even gonna get (laughs) into that. Dolphin is
1: not
0: a fish! (laughs) Hit him! Kill this man! Chat, kill this man!
2: (laughs) Unless he was talking about the Mahi Mahi. If he's not, KILL THIS MAN! Well, the Mahi Mahi is a beautiful fish, it would be a cool Pokemon, but...
1: Lionfish.
2: Ooh, Lionfish is up there. I'd have to say, and I'm honestly shocked, that we don't really have a swordfish or a marlin yet.
1: Ha, that's what I said too, that it could be a good water fighting type.
2: Water fighting, or they could go the whole steel angle and even do, or the, the sword angle and do like a water steel, which is a pretty unique typing too. Ooh.
1: except for Empoleon. Well, I said you... I mean, yeah, but...
2: Yeah, but it could be good <laughs> this time.
1: Empoleon is... UU for you you forget you it's
2: actually pretty good i do <laughs> on. i shouldn't do being yeah it's own.
1: pretty decent it's a good good defogger sets up stealth rocks it's penguin it's cool leave him alone
0: yeah he's a king i'm just gonna sit here waiting for my grouper pokemon okay i just want a grouper
1: no i agree marlin and swordfish both would be really cool uh the, you know i i think my my only complaint as someone who loves water types uh is that we really haven't had a single competitive worthy fish They tried to do that with, uh, was it Bruxish? Yeah, I remember that. To force it, but it's just, it's so terrible. No, it's, it's not, it's, it's
0: just, it's not even close, it's like right under the line of fast enough to be useful.
2: But it's it's just, arguably, best use is its fake out proof trick roomness, but it's too fast to be that great in trick room.
0: See, people, this is why we bring him on. He's not just smart at
1: this. He's smart at the game, too. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're excited to have you back on uh, the next few episodes and hopefully more. Uh, you know, thank you uh, for joining us. It's been great. Yeah, man. Thanks for being part of the team. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was a great time. Fisherman Don, everyone. Is that what you want to go All by? Right. Fisherman Don? Yeah, let's lock that, that in. in. Fisherman All Don. right, Fisherman. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> it's All right, Four. see you later, Four. man. Have a good one. <laughs> well, that was fun. You know, I really like him, and Fisherman Don is not only a guest host. He's going to be uh, kind of a part-time host with us, uh, more than just a guest uh, as we move forward. Our, our goal has always been to find a third uh, we didn't think when we were looking for a battling coach we were gonna find our third, but I was really shocked to Don. find out
0: another scientist. I was
1: fine. I know. Out, he's God. a biology guy. He does marine biology, and he's competitive, and he you know he's a cool dude. So we're so excited to have him on board. He'll be with us for the next several episodes. Uh, yeah, just wow! Thanks, Fisherman Don. <laughs>
0: Trust yeah, no, me, guys. You'll be hearing from him a lot more not just as our coach, but also as our advisor, because he studies things that I haven't. I've studied things that he hasn't, and that's the whole point. You said it best yourself, my friend. We are smarter together than we are alone. Finding just make others.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, I was gonna say the only thing is you know make sure fans, uh, you know, send send especially on Facebook or stuff, send nice feedback to him because I know he was uh, he was nervous
0: of course like it's we i we are both showmen by our very nature but for some people a little heart you know he was awesome he i can't yeah. wait to see what else he has to teach us but for now again thank you guys so much for listening um again for a lot of our new people we've had a lot of new people come in since we started branching out to more places so thank you guys from all of our different countries from finland australia canada all of you guys everywhere the five Brazilians who are listening. Thank you, five <laughs> Brazilians. <laughs> They're all related to you, Lucas. They're All related to you. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all related, but we all love each other anyway. But no, it's,
1: probably, its probably just your family. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than five people in my family, sir. <laughs> that was—it was, was just—it was just the ones who like you. <laughs> That's hurtful and accurate. Uh, no, if you know what, though, please, uh, for those of you who just joined us, uh, however you found us, please check us out on Facebook. We have a group. Uh, we have a page, Pokey Science. Uh, you can't name a page, Science of Pokemon. Don't ask. Copyright stuff. Or you can find our group, the Science of Pokemon group. Uh, find us, like us, you know. Give us your feedback, your comments. We appreciate it. Um you know subscribe on iTunes give us a five star review everything that you do to subscribe and like what we are doing helps us and we do appreciate it
0: you guys are awesome again we know we're not like the big time millions of everything but we appreciate the chance that you give us to teach you because it's not like a classroom where you're forced to be in there and you're locked in this is you choose to spend your time with us and we cannot thank you enough you for should that. all be checked
1: psychologically for that
0: <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> whoa i mean they should but they're never gonna
1: do it <laughs> so thanks uh, so much for coming thanks to, so much to for other, listening well, one oh,
0: last what, what thing time? though
1: uh don't forget we are part of the united podcasters pokemon league uh part of the draft league we will be having battles uh they will be posted on our youtube as well as all over our facebook world we'll, we'll try to tweet them out too Um, We're going to try to post our weekly battles, and I'm going to try to go in and do some uh, N64 style Pokemon Stadium commentary. (laughs) Ride that wave!
0: uh, I mean, we'll see if there are any mixed results in that, but I'm looking
1: forward to it one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye-bye, everybody.